It's that nigga. Who moving that mic like that? Huh? Oh, you? Is that you? Are we adjusting? We good? Yeah, I'm good. Bro, you, you good? You don't sound good. You ready? Who I'm, ready? I'm good, nigga. You ready? I'm good. Don't touch that mic again. <laughs> I'm not playing. She came with this motherfucker laid out of the right, right. Episode number 71, a part of my bullshit podcast. Yes, right? sir. It's none other than the beautiful, amazing voice of Gigi Luciano across from me. <laughs> across from me. Oh, You're not serious. Across from me on her phone, we got... Brizzle. Y'all missed me. I know y'all missed said me. said Brizzle. <laughs> That's the best. Like, this is the best energy you can bring. <laughs> That's not good. She said Brizzle. I want some like, she said, <laughs> Across from me on my, her phone, Look I got... <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> to her, uh, to my right, I, I got. I can't match y'all niggas today. It's the truth, man. Back in the building, Word. seventy-one. We out here. Insert, insert, Tyrese. What more do you want from me? Give. <laughs> what, what more do you want from me? Man, what y'all been up to, man? Brio, what you? I I ain't seen you in a brick, man. How you been? First of all, no, I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna give y'all a piece of my mind off camera. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, off, okay, mic, I was about to off say. the record. Oh, right. I forgot to give y'all a piece of my mind before we hit record, but I won't forget once the record button is stopped. Um, what have I? Oh, I've been working, oh my god, all the months of not doing shit at work. Yeah. And that shit finally caught up to me because I'd be big, busy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And kind of irritated about that, but life goes on. And, oh, I would like to mention that I am, you are looking at a newly what am I looking at? <laughs> certified professional coach. Okay. Congratulations. I got my second Congratulations. life certification. Oh, all right. So, um, you know, that's, that's nice and fresh. Okay. Um, so, so where are you at now? What are you authorized to do now as a... What, honestly, as a life coach, you don't really have to have any certifications to practice but you do if you want to um if you want to coach in um businesses right. so so right. enterprises and, and companies and shit they look for you to have some type of certification right. um but i am at the point of like i didn't want to do anything until i did have those certifications under my belt okay. that one specifically the cpc even though i already had one the C- i didn't want to move until I did have the CPC under my belt. Right. So, um, I think now I'm just trying to figure out, like, how I want to approach it. And then kind of move from there. I'm not, before I was like, I felt like I was kind of forcing it. And now I'm just kind of letting it choose me. Or, See, there you go. That's a major accomplishment. I know it's something that you've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. When you found that job, I was like, oh, shit, that's what's up. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it was always dope to see, like, your friends, like, follow through with a plan. Because yeah. I feel like we always come up with shit. Yeah. Every single day we throw something in a group chat, we throw something to a friend. Not right. just saying us, but just people in general. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to do that. And how many of those, like, do we actually, like, check off the box? You know what I mean? It's yeah. funny that you say that, though, because literally our conversation from 20 minutes ago when I was talking about how all these changes I wanted to make or new di- or different, not new or whatever, just what I was ready to execute now. And I was like, I, but I don't know what, I don't know what to put my energy on or whatever. Right. And you literally said, oh, the first thing that we talked about, I'm like, nigga, I done told your ass so many ideas. <laughs> I don't know what the first, and I was like, what's the first thing? And then when you said it, I was like, oh shit, I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. And then just the fact of like me saying out loud what hindered me from even Start well. I started the process, but like ten percent 
But what hindered me from moving forward, just being able to talk it out out loud, just very casually, definitely re-energized, re-energized me to go back and focus on, like, I literally told you, oh, yeah, for two minutes, for two weeks, I was waking up every day at 5 a.m., like, focusing on that, and then, you know, then getting ready to start my day at, like, 7 or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, when I was energized like that, like, I felt like I was really going to do this. And then, just talking through it just now kind of kicked me again to kind of help steer me in that direction. So accountability is always going to help a nigga out. Because that was how I was able to get the CPC. Yeah, I, I literally just had two conversations with two different people today. Um, I was just on FaceTime with my homegirl, Bria, and she 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 told me, she was like, you know, it's, it's good to see you make progress from where you were just six months ago or a year ago because I, I was telling her about some things that have been going on in my life and how I've accomplished certain things and she was like you know it's good to see the follow through and I had another conversation earlier with someone else and she was literally telling me the same thing like she has like 30 you know 20 to 30 different ideas yeah. and just having to figure out where to, where to put her energy at right. first right and just prioritize and get things done because you can always look at it like damn I have so much to do but it's, it's one at a time, you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta knock things off. And in order to get to other accomplishments, you gotta knock the small things off first. So yeah, like you just said, man, just settle in, let the shit come to you. Yeah, nah, And it's like you said before, like you got to approach things in like bite-sized chunks. That's why earlier this week when we were working on like the shit that we working on, I said, yeah. look, I know they, get, I know there's the project, app, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I know there's an app that will help us like stay on track. Yeah. And a lot of times with how we handle things, just to give like some, inside information a lot of times when me and Dathan handle things for like events and stuff like that we usually don't even put, really put it on paper yeah. like we'll go back and forth for text messages for a while like we'll put it in like emails but we we don't really like document the complete process right. a lot of times it's just like ad hoc shit it's like oh shit we gotta do this next right. we gotta do that next we're now like going especially going into 2021 things are just gonna continue to get bigger I was like, okay, we need to find a way to be a little bit more organized and right. find like something more like central. So I was like, well, there has to be an app for this. Like yeah. we're always on our phones, right? Yeah. So I found like a project management tool. And I mean, last week, man, we were killing that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it blasts out notifications. I can't remember. The, it's like what? Uh, uh, a Asana. Asana. Asana, yeah. Oh, we use that at work. Okay, yeah. So we've been using it for like our stuff. And it's dope because, you know, you get your email notifications when somebody updates you on a task or updates a task. And you get it on the phone. And you get it on your phone as well. And like, you can actually just completely map out the full process. Whereas before, we were using like Excel, Google Docs, Google Sheets. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit that just, it's cool. But it, there's no yeah. real, like, accountability system to it. Yeah. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, now we need something to kind of hold our bus to the fire. So yeah. I, I really appreciate it. And I ain't going to hold you. I'm looking forward to December. Like, just having a break. Because, yeah. I mean, we started it this year. And because I think we've been doing so well and actually growing, we're up over 19,000 listens now in total um, since we've started the podcast. Um, because we've been growing so much you never really have an opportunity to like organize, right? That's why it's so important at the onset to really organize and map out everything. Well, now we're, we're, we threw ourselves into the fire. So now we're trying to backtrack and get to that organization. Right. So that break, um, I, I'm actually looking <laughs> forward to it because like even like our business plan, right? Being able to flesh that out a little bit, but just continuing to develop that. So yeah. all right, I, you know, I told y'all on episode 70, 2020, man, the vision is there. You know, it's it's looking really exciting. I'm just excited to get off this merch that we're going to start pushing. Uh, a lot of people have been hitting me up about the hats and stuff like that. So 
you know, I'm, I might even drop some some PNB socks. You know what I mean? Put the logo in that joint and, and get it off. Hey, get it off, man. That's <laughs> it. Over over the calf joints. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. What we about to talk to? What were you talking about today, man? I don't know, but I did want to start off my show giving one quick shout out. You know, I got okay. Start off my All right. shout out. Go ahead, man. So I don't watch award shows, right? And I, y'all remember um, a couple of months back, I said that I would not watch like the Central Park Five. Okay. Uh, Eva, Eva Dervigny special. Yeah. <laughs> but I did actually end up watching. I ain't admit that on the show, but I admit it to y'all now. I watched this shit and I can see why like people were really captivated by it. Um, like I said previously, I had seen the documentaries and I had seen these, these gentlemen speak about their stories, but um, the movie itself, it was really good. In particular, the last part. Um, the last part was, was focused solely on uh, Corey's story. And the character that played him, he was also one of my favorite movies, uh, Moonlight. I don't know if you guys ever got a chance to see that, but I think I was pressing on him. I yeah, seen that movie yeah, like yeah. fucking yep. 10 times, right? That movie's brilliant to me. But uh, I believe his name is uh, Jarrell Jerome. Mm-hmm. He won uh, an Emmy for his, um, his portrayal of Corey in the movie, but he's also the first um, Afro-Latin uh, person to win an Emmy, which is like a double check, you know what I'm saying? So definitely big shout out to him. He killed a role, and he killed his role in Moonlight as well. Um, but but this was like next level, you know, his acting in that joint. So you know, to set history, but also play like such a uh, impactful, phenomenal character, um, in modern day history, I think is is really dope. So big shout out to him. To piggyback on that, and I guess this is taking into a topic that I didn't even expect to talk about. Um, Afro Afro Latinas, mm-hmm. um, has been a topic of discussion lately mm-hmm. about whether or not they're black or not. I mean, what is your take on that? Well, I mean, cause I, uh, I think you were talking about the genre where Fat Joe was like Latin people, like well, it, it, there were several people. It was like Fat Joe, mm-hmm. Evelyn Lozada came out. Oh yeah. She I said some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they had a discussion about it, I think on uh state of the culture. Of the culture right? yeah, yeah. I did see a little bit of that. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of like hard to dissect, right? all in one because it's a lot like I think oftentimes when we think about like black we think about it as being like one thing right we think about African American Mm -hmm. and I think oftentimes folks that are African American often forget like how wide the diaspora is and I think that oftentimes we often like not oftentimes we often but oftentimes Mm -hmm. we forget like our actual history and that you know slaves weren't just dropped off in the United States you know, actually, the smallest amount of slaves were dropped off in the, in the United States. The majority of slaves were dropped off in Latin America, yeah. whether, you know, whether it's Cuba, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, all the yeah. Haiti, all of that. Right. Brazil, like Brazil has the largest population of black folks outside of Africa. Right. So just to keep it, I guess, simple, you know, people I, I saw a discussion about like the term Hispanic and the word and the term Latin. And we kind of like often use those like interchangeably, but they're two separate things, right? Like when, when people talk about Latin, it's really should just strictly be about like geography. Like were you or are you from Latin America, which includes Haiti, which includes places like Brazil, which includes, you know, all those islands because that is Latin America. When we talk about like the term Hispanic, it's really more so about like ethnicity, right? Like the language that you speak, you know, the foods that you eat, like culturally, where does some of that lineage come from, which would be like Spain, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of removes like Haiti and like Brazil because they're like Portuguese, Portuguese. or like French, you know what right. I mean? So, so then to get even f- further into that, when we talk about like lat- being Latin, lat- uh, Afro-Latino, Afro-Latino, or Afro-Latin X, they just take the O or the A out, right? So X is just like the blanket term. So, mm-hmm. you know, like A is feminine, O is like male. So you just put the X, keep a blanket gender neutral. It's just a gender neutral term. 
to get even further into the history, you know, we talk about black folks that are in Latin America of Hispanic ethnicity that all trace their line back to Africa. So that's when we get into like the Afro Latino conversation. Now, me being Panamanian, like I fall underneath that. That's right. all I've ever known. Like my parents speak Spanish, their parents speak Spanish, their parents speak Spanish, like we eat Spanish foods, like Spanish music. That's all I've known my right. whole fucking life, right? But I have family that look just like me, that are just as dark as me or darker. And I have some that are in the complete opposite end of the spectrum that are way lighter than me. You know what I'm saying? So growing up, like I never like looked at it any different because it's just like family. And it's interesting because like my mom even had a conversation about this with me. Um, when I told her, you know, I asked her about like her coming into America. Like when did she like realize like blackness? And she was saying like growing up everybody's Panamanian. Regardless of what you look like, regardless of like your skin tone, we're all from the same place. So it's not really until she came to America when she realized that there's like a difference of like black people right, and right, like right, anything right. else. What I don't necessarily like, like I feel like it's very trendy now, right? Like when I look at like a fat Joe and he's saying like he's Afro, like nothing about him. I don't see any black features on him whatsoever. And I'm not right. saying that you can't identify with being black because like but only based on black features but the reality is like that's the easiest way right like there's tons of people from latin spanish-speaking countries latin america that are black literally just as black as me and you or you know you from baltimore right. they look yeah. literally just like yeah. you or look literally just like you like i don't have to question that you know what i mean so when i hear people like fat joe saying like they identify with this i'm like bro I don't. Well, believe, that's that's the New York culture, though. It, you know so, what I mean? They, they, so that, that's how they grew up. So that's a whole separate issue, too, right? Yeah. So that's like when people talk about and use Fat Joe's code. It's like, yo, New York is such a melting pot that like yeah. you're a New Yorker, you're from the Bronx. Like we all grew up in the same buildings. Like it's a little different. So like it's a little bit more nuanced. That's why I said the conversation just gets extremely messy. But just to keep it in short, when I look at Fat Joe, I don't see a black man, and that's just the truth. I don't care what he identifies with. His like he might have been treated a certain way by like police and teachers because of where he's from or like the neighborhood he grew up in. But I'm just saying when I look at him, I don't see a black man. So when he says, "Oh, I'm Afro Latino," I'm less like, "All right, cool." Well, maybe there's like some black folk in your family, but I just don't see it on you. Not that you could always see it, but right, it's right. easier to digest when it's coming from. So like Jennifer Lopez, for example, like if she was to come out and say, oh, "Like I'm Afro Latino," I'm like, "Well, you could kind of like." choose because yes you may from be from the Bronx but you've been in movies where you've been played a white woman right or you right. move through life like as like a safe Latin girl you know what I mean See, like I've never ever skin, seen yeah. you your fair skin I never really seen you identify with blackness so that's why I said it like it just seemed kind of trending now Evelyn you know to me when I look at Evelyn like I can see some black features like I can see a darker skin like her tone is darker um Lapita, she's another. She's like a black Mexican. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, who else? Like Zoe Saldana. Like that's the Afro Latin woman. Like she's dark skin. You know what I mean? Like, but she's brown skin. Like you see a black woman when you see her. So you know those folks like so, that's but, cool. but when you when you talking about features, you're not just talking about the complexion. Of I'm just, skin. I'm just talking, talking about actual like, like, look, characteristics, features. facial yeah. structure. Yeah. Like we know what black folks look. Yeah, like. You know yeah, we yeah, look completely yeah. different than white folks. It is what it is yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. You know what I mean? Um, so like I said, when I look at Fat Joe, I just don't see it. You know, he got identified with being black and he said that one thing that I, did, I was confused about what he said was that, you know, he was like, you know, uh, Latin people can associate with blackness more than black people can at times. And I just didn't understand what the fuck that meant. <laughs> did, did you hear his quote? No. Nah, yeah, I, I, I might not have gotten it wrong. I bro, listening but to Fat Joe He, 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 he said something back, that like in time... <laughs> At times, these Latin folks that I can identify with blackness more than black. some black people can. 
So then the question for me will be well, like, Fat Joe, how do you how well, do you define well, you, blackness? You know, you know, I guess what he's trying to say is some Latin folks are like some black folks aren't really they don't really grow up black. And that's the question I would have. Well, right. But yeah. what does that mean? Like yeah. what is what, what is, is like, what is growing up black mean? What right. Yeah. And that leads to the bigger conversation. Like, what is blackness to you? Well, you know, I, I that goes back to the cultural question. I think it's more focused on blackness being like of the struggle or, you know, of a certain social social status rather right. than that not even being considered the case. And right. I think that's what he's more or less what he's getting at. And I think a lot of times people do that too. Like if you didn't live, you know, the, a struggle lifestyle, like you didn't get like the true black experience. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where like uh, well, all black people are not the same. Well, you know, what's funny is a lot of people, when they meet me and when they hang around me, they automatically, they, they immediately go to, oh, well, like, you didn't grow up black. Mm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm from East Side Baltimore City. Like, like, like I'm right there on North Ave. Like, right. like, we right there. Like, right. what do you mean? Right. I, I grow, like, what, what are you, right, not even right, what right. are you trying to say, but like, but why are you saying this? Right. You know? Because, well, man, like, especially others, like, they've been presented this view of black people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one view. Just literally just yeah. one view. Like, even us, like, when we think about, like, black movies growing up, Man, we weren't really diverse. Like, there wasn't, like, a wide spectrum of, like, what blackness right. meant. Then that was cool because you had, like, the Cosby show. You know, that showed, like, a different type of black, yeah. type of black air quotes. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, uh, Family Matters and shit like that. But typically, it was just, like, yeah, hood most, shit. Yeah, most of the movies had the hood shit. Yeah. yeah. But it's even, like, even thinking of it like this, on a day-to-day, I was trying to think about how many white people or how many other types of people that I see outside of the workplace. Yeah. I don't see too many. Like, mm-hmm. outside of workplace, normally I see us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so that adds into it, too. If you think of, like, a white person, what do they normally see? Right. right? And and yeah. how do you under—what what do you understand about the other race outside of your workplace? You don't really, you know? So mm-hmm. you're, then you're going to go to TV, and then you're going to go to movies and shit like that. And then that's how a lot of these other people, I guess, build their, their whole construct about, like, who we are, right. what we are, Absolutely. what we do, and shit like that. And, and then they just look at that, and they think I'm, like, Cuban Gunn Jr. <laughs> and motherfucking uh, Boys in the Hood. Right, like, you right. know, so. You, you think that, like, white people say, like, you know, they do, like, the same shit? Like, you know, you're not white enough? Is that, You think white people do that mm-hmm. shit? Or, like, Asian folks, like, oh, you're not Asian enough? Oh, yeah, I definitely know that um, Asian people do it. Mm. Um, like, if you are too brown, you, it's frowned upon, like, in the, Asian community. I know, like, Indian folks who do that shit. Like, yeah. Like that, Racism thing. exists. I, so, to answer your question, I'm gonna probably say, yeah, I think white people probably do discriminate on, like, darker-skinned white people. Um, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I think, I think Asian people may be the most strict. When it comes to, like, the colorism and all that? Yeah. They really believe in, like, they the ones that overly do, like, the skin bleaching and, and shit yeah. like that. Wearing, like, the, like maybe over, the umbrellas and shit. They, and they even go as far as, like, ethnicity. Like, historically, Japanese people don't fuck with Chinese people, oh, right, don't right, fuck right. with Koreans. Koreans. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's no mixing of the bloods. You mm. know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're caught mixing, you're, you're, you're killed. Right. Like, I mean, you see it right now. Even, like, in China, they persecuting, like, the, the their Muslim own people. population in the North. Yeah. And they're Chinese. They're their own they're, people. Yeah. So, it, it's... Yeah, they they go about cleansing mm-hmm. a whole different way, and I, I mean, I, I got a little bit of insight into that with my. Uh, I had a roommate in college who was Korean, mm-hmm. and his dad was actually his his dad actually escaped North Korea, wow. like on some real shit. Like it was it was wild. Now, I ain't wow. gonna tell the whole story, but yeah, yeah it's wild shit. That's interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, just to get back to the original question, um, you know, I hope I did a, a good job trying trying to clear that up. But like I said, man, I just think it's interesting when people, like I said, one right now is trendy, and I just don't fuck with the fact that people could like choose, like they could like double dutch like this blackness line regardless of it's black jamaican black haitian black whatever like i just don't like people like trying to attach them attach themselves to something and it's literally coming from the use of like the n-word like especially because that's like the larger conversation so let me ask y'all a question do you think people only claim black when it's cool i don't think people only claim black when it's cool um but i just kind of feel like if you're black, you don't have to claim it. <laughs> you, you, right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So, like, if you have to go out your way to say that I'm black, what is that saying? Yeah, what are you truly saying about I, I guess it's like a, I can see that angle, but then also, too, when you think about, like, the the Latin, the dark skin, the black Latin folks that are coming out, the, like, the oh, real, coming out and talking about it, it's yeah. like, you know, in that particular culture, that's really, really frowned upon. It's not even talked about because just the history just doesn't exist. So I think them coming out to talk about their blackness, like, is the compl- is the opposite. Yeah, that makes but sense. But I see what you're saying, whereas, like, if I'm making it a point to, like, yeah. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, like, why? I guess, I guess. I don't, yeah, I. it's hard for me to talk about, I mean, to have an opinion because I've never been falsely Anything identified. You know than, what I mean? Yeah, yeah yep, like, yep. So I don't. I. It's safe to say I don't. Let's just say I don't have an opinion about it. Yeah, I'm, and like I said, that, that's kind of my thing. It's just like I, I just don't like the fact that some people now are just attaching to the trend, and and they seem to have the option of like dancing in and out when it's appropriate. Yeah, right? like right. when somebody asks you about like the use of the word nigga, and you're just like, well, you know, I'm Afro Latinx as well. Okay, well that's fine. Well, let's talk about like the history of the word then. If you can't talk about the history of the word, yeah, why are we using it? Yeah. Or if this is just a word that you just like decided to start speaking about within the last six months, and not something that you've been like attached to for like your whole career, like a Zoe Saldana, like somebody that's been talking about right. this, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, yeah. I, 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 I to be honest, I, I, I honestly, you know, I've heard people call themselves Afro Latinx, but like, I never understood. The roots behind that, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad you explained that to me. But yeah, 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 that's dope. Yeah, yeah and I, like I said, just all in all, blackness is just not it's not linear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's so many black folks all over the fucking world, and I just wish we just took the time out just to learn a little bit more about each other than like the differences. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be that'd be dope. You know, yeah. I, I've as a youngin, like I've always I love history, and I've always wanted to know like where my people are at, where my people are from. Like I said, I I just know this. But I know that there's something before that, you know what I mean? And just doing research and, like, saying that, like, you know, my ancestors came from Nigeria. And it's like, cool, well, shit, Dathan's ancestors might have came from Nigeria, too. Yeah. Oh, shit, we oh, could have been long lost. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, real life. You know, we all came from the same exact place, and it's just... You got split We got broken up, man. We just got dropped off in different places. Based and on your root. It's all by design where we don't know shit about each other. You know what I mean? Yes. We barely know American history properly. You know what I mean? And and we actually have books that we could go turn to whereas you know, I, in other countries we don't. A wild thing I'm about to say and I used to always think about it like you know with the, the African diaspora and you know us being transported and, and separating and stuff like that. There could be a lot of incest and a lot of stuff going on that you you know no what I mean? About, like, yeah. And you wouldn't know. You, you, you literally would not know. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know how like far down the line they got to count but yeah I mean reality yeah, yeah. is I mean 
you you just never know. Yeah, especially like, in the, the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you literally, you don't know. Yeah, yeah word. That was a good conversation. That was yeah. good. That was yeah. good. So, what you uh? Oh pull yeah, out we had that good old topic list, bro. Let's oh, knock my, some of these my out. Bad. Shit, shit. You wanted to hop in with the shout outs and shit, so. <laughs> oh yeah, it was just one. It was just one. You know, oh, I gotta right. get one off. Yeah. Who do you give a shout out to? Um. Uh, what's my oh, name? oh, the, the guy that won that um, Emmy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one that won that Emmy. Nah, yeah. I, I like this haircut though. I was trying to figure out what to do with my hair next because the the dude uh, Jerome. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like, nigga, I ain't got no cut. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was trying to figure because like I got this fade. I'm just thinking about doing a Russell Westbrook like mohawk type. Ah, thing. okay. I don't know yet, but let me let me get. To, oh, the, the one of the things I wanted to to discuss first and foremost was the the importance of having a nine to five, right? Because mm. you know, like Brio, she started off. Um, earlier talking about, you know, her job and an increased pressure, the increased work and different things like that. So I think what has happened now more than ever before in the past couple of years, a lot of people and society really is, they ha- it's trendy. You know, they're pushing more people towards the quit your job, follow your dreams, become a creative, be an entrepreneur, you know, risk it all type of mentality, right? So I, I want to, kind of play devil's advocate with this conversation and and really get back into why literally most of us have a nine to five and the importance of that and supporting your dreams and just y'all intake on that. You want to start, Bree? I ain't quitting my fucking job. (laughs) 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 I can't. I can't afford to quit my job now. I mean, I got dreams, but I'm not at a point where I can go full dreams 100% no 9 to 5 plus I don't have a 9 to 5 I get to work when I get to work and I leave when I leave so but it's like no I know I know you know but not everybody is in that position where you just can like jump out there and follow your dreams and not have to work Godspeed if you can do that like but but even even to that point I don't think there's ever a time when someone just jumps out with with absolutely nothing, and if it, if that is the case, then that's complete, it is it, it completely is rare. It's not now. It's rare for somebody to jump out there, coming off of, of a nine to five, versus if you never really, never really, never really held a career, and you're like, fuck it, I gotta make my dreams work, right? Because you you pretty much used to you like have not anyway. having a salary, yeah, yeah. and I. I absolutely know people that quit their corporate job with a with a comfortable salary to pursue a more creative or less financially um rewarding rewarding my yoga instructor she tells the story all the time like how she quit her corporate job to pursue yoga full time and sometimes she feels like a failure you know for having to work for having to go back to work part time but she's she still feels really rewarded, you know what I mean? And so, like, sometimes it takes for you to have to go through what it feels like to work for a corporation or another company because, let's face it, like, a lot of us kind of get that sense of, like, structure, that sense of, like, what it feels like to actually program yourself to have to do something every day. You could take that mindset from your 9 to 5 and apply it to... You know what I mean? Your passion or whatever. It's not about, it's just, and then not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. That that was, that was my argument right there. That's what I was going to say. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Like some people want to be comfortable enough to know that they get a 401k, they get their health insurance, they get their paycheck. 
they have somewhere to go to every day and nothing is going to change. I mean, you know, considering or whatever, it's considerably stable versus not knowing what will happen with your business day to day or whatever. So, I I mean, I I think and then there's, you know, the other set of employed, employed, employed entrepreneurs where it's uh, like yeah. your halftime. I, I, I just I just I just got hip to that. You're a full time employee mm-hmm. and you're a full time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's possible, like, you know, it's plenty of success, super successful blog, uh, bloggers out there that runs a full-time business, but also has a full-time corporate job. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I I mean, I even struggle with that sometimes, you know, with PNB Presents. You know, it, it's 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 a full-time business and I have a full-time job. And I, I you know, I remember Geechee telling me like, yo, we have to run it like a full-time business. But the reality of it is, is that we work, eight, nine, 10 hours a day, and then you have to run it as a full-time business, you you still have other commitments, you know, like you, you still have a family. Life you, still calls yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still, you still have to do, you still have to be present, you know, not only for yourself, but for other people as well. So like, I get down on myself sometimes because I'm like, yo, there'd be certain days where I'm just like, shit, Pampy presents, I, I haven't done anything for it. And then, you know, I, I will be like, damn, like it, it, it's just, I look at it like a, a lack of progress or, you know, a lack of success. So there'll be other days where I'm just like, all right, I'll clear my whole day and just hammer out a lot of activities just, just because that's how you got, I feel like you got to balance it. But for me, it's, it all goes, no matter if it's a nine to five or you trapping or whatever, I think the decision is always going back to building that financial backing so that you can take that risk. Cause a lot of us and how we look at it, like for me, my nine to five literally is financing my dreams. So no right. matter no matter what, my main focus is money. Mm-hmm. Like I don't give a fuck what anybody says about you know finding a good job with work life balance and this that and the third. My main thing is money, and then work life balance, and then all that other stuff trickle down because I know like the more money I get, the more I'm able to maneuver within society and get to the positions that I want to get to. Because right. you you know just in general like. Whenever we do events, the, you know, the more money we have, the better the venue. You know, the the more structured, the more organized the venue is, the more amenities, the better the location. So all of those things matter. The, the more merchandise we can offer, because that shit is coming straight out the pocket. You know, and you, you put it, you front it, just to try to get it back. That's 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 how it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. That was. I like that. Um. I completely lost what the fuck I was going, <laughs> bro. Oh, you were you initially said you were going to talk about people not wanting to be entrepreneurs and then you were talking about uh that where she said employee oh employee oh yeah yeah no oh that's what i was going to talk about yeah now nah, i like both of y'all um angle one thing that you know we discussed before and we do is like if you have a full-time job and you have to work it you know you got bills so on and so forth your hustle is not paying all of your bills yet i try to make sure that i do my hustle at my job so whether that's using their printers right using their internet you know what I'm saying? <laughs> using their shipping labels, like using their pens, their pencils, getting notebook, whatever right. it may be. Like I continue to make my full time job not just only like fund my lifestyle, but also use my full time job as like another resource for my other shit. You know what I mean? Like if I'm at work for eight hours a day, nine hours a day, ten hours a day, odds are I'm not working for all eight hours. Right. I'm not working for all nine hours. Like it's me and you, we go back and forth all day. You know, we organize ourselves yeah. and we come up with ideas because we there is some downtime. Like there's space at throughout my day that allows for that. So as I'm working, 
air quotes working as I'm on the clock, my mind is still on the other things that I have going on. And I just like, I'm thankful that we're both in a position where we could do that. So yes, you know, I was listening to uh, Joe Budden's podcast and he said something in, in a joking manner, but I know he he was kind of serious about it, but he was like, man, for all y'all podcasters, like I'm not going to respect y'all niggas till y'all quit y'all jobs. And I understand what he was saying to a degree, right? Like you can't give a hundred percent until you let go of something that's taking right. some of that percentage. I totally get that. The reality is most of us don't have a rap background or most of us. We, we don't, don't have, have that financial backing. We don't, that he you had. know what I'm saying? Like we don't have yeah. like that cushion. And even, even when he breaks down like the truth, he talks about like how much money he had at the time and how like he was looking low, but he still was sitting on something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They still assets there, and, right? And you sitting on rep. You're sitting on rap, you're sitting on money. And on top like, of I'm you, sorry, I'm sorry, Re- reputation. So that's you're that's sitting on your audience, yeah, right? Yeah, so even yeah. if you were to throw out something, yeah. you still had to follow and go. Whereas folks that work every day, you don't have all day or you didn't have like a career before to build an audience. Right. So I can't just go do a show yeah, and rake in 10K. Exactly. You know so I mean? Whereas like for us, it's like, okay, you know, we have our nine to five, but we're also in the midst of growing a brand, growing our individual yeah. brands, growing, you know, on ventures or whatever. So while I'm sitting my ass at my computer at my desk working on policy documents, I'm also having my phone in my other hand, you know, looking at venues or look whatever it may be. Like I try to make sure that my day consists of me looking the looking the part, but also me doing what I need to do on the other side to take I, care of shit. Good. I think it's important to remember though, it is also about balance. So why you said some days sometimes you beat yourself up because you don't have the time to put towards, you know, maybe the business part of what you're trying to do or whatever. The balance is understanding that yes, like you gotta give a hundred percent to your job and you have to give a hundred percent to your business. And some days it's gonna look like you have to give a hundred and fifty percent to your job and you only giving 25 percent to right. your business but it's going to be other times where you're able to give 170 percent to your business because your job your actual job only requires 30 percent of your energy you know right. what i mean so it's like being be the fact that you have to go to work is something it's not a sacrifice, but a compromise that you are that you already know you have to make with yourself so you can't beat yourself up because right there are going to be things that are outside of your your control, such as your workload, you know, on either end. Right. And that's probably like the best way to make sure that you kind of stay in high. Your energy level stay high towards both things is remembering that like, sometimes you might need to take a break from one thing. Like sometimes you might need to take a week off from work. And dedicate that time to re-energize and refocus and re-motivate yourself to do your personal shit. And some some days you may just be like in a rut and you got to put your personal shit to the side for a week and get through, you know, the heavy workload that you got to get through. And then when you, you know, above water on that, which is where I am at the moment, like I know I got to put my personal shit to the side. So I can really focus on my work shit so that I don't get behind at work because then I'm going to come home feeling cluttered because I I got shit to do on both ends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like if I kind of remove the personal shit from my plate for a second, I can really focus on my work shit and make sure that's cool and then move move on with my personal shit, you know? Yeah, and I think both of you touched on it. I think the the one of the important things that I focus on really are those uh, transferable skills. So when I am working, you know, on on a job and doing certain things, you know, we work with contracts. That helps me 
be able to read through and cipher through contracts when I'm, you know, signing contracts for my business or just me, I'm an accountant, you know, just working with numbers and stuff like that, being able to do taxes, being able to budget properly, you know, being able to just work with money in, in a, a more efficient manner. So really focusing on those transferable skills and, and also utilizing the resources to your advantage. I mean, that, that to me is what also keeps me motivated about my job because I'm like, damn, like I'm learning all this while I'm here and it's helping me feed into my success, oh, yeah. you know, on the other side as well. Remember the first, the first Duce Cups when we had the pretty jobs? I <laughs> printed them shits at work. <laughs> Nigga, I went to work on my day off because I knew nobody would be there. I printed like 400 labels because I knew fucking, fucking Kinko's, fuck up, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like this yeah. shit might be a little, you know what I mean? They might be a little, you know what I mean? But yeah. we'll upgrade one yeah, day so yeah. to the cups, to the real you cups. Gonna, you gonna get this shit today. But guess what? <laughs> it worked out. It worked, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, now I just used to be honest with you, like while I'm at work and them Niggas be pissing me off. Man. I just be, I be using that shit as motivation and fuel for anything else we got going. So like them days that I'm cranking out shit. Like yeah. matter of fact, that day, that, yeah, that yeah, all, all those emails, yeah, it's because like niggas have been working me. So I'm like, man, fuck these niggas. Though. I'm about to just do what I want to do for today, and I and I often take that approach, man. So I think for sure, for sure, if you can do it, I, I've said this before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I really respect like this new younger generation. Yeah. Because them niggas really be, like, making shit happen, bro. Like, I get on the Instagram or Twitter or wherever, and I see these young kids, like, being creative and saying, fuck school. And I'm not saying fuck school, but fuck school. And yeah. just pushing against, like, societal norms and everything that society tells them to do and just doing what they want to do, whether it's starting a clothing line or, you know, going yeah. at music at 100%. Like, I wish I could do that. Do it while you can, because you ain't got no bills. You know what I'm saying? You ain't and got no responsibilities. At, at 31, a nigga yeah, can't yeah, just say, you, fuck yeah, it, I'm about yeah. to be a rapper. <laughs> right. But if I was 19, 18, 19, fresh out of high school, I ain't really know what I want to do. Yeah. yeah, like you have the space to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I say it all the time. Like we podcast now, you know, we're becoming more and more successful. But I remember when I very first got an iPhone and that little purple app was on there, I was like, what, what is a podcast? What the fuck is that? And you couldn't even delete it. I remember I used to try to delete that joint. You couldn't even delete it off the phone back then. But I never really got hip to what it was. I remember we used to record rappers in the in the mm -hmm. dorm room. We, you know, we used to we had a full studio and the shit. And niggas would right. come through, and the whole time I'm wasting my time listening to these trash ass rappers rap. <laughs> I could have been using that same shit to just get my content off, right? But you know, in due time and things work out how they work out. But what I'm saying is, in college, I had there was plenty of opportunity for me to use to build other skills and build other, you know, yeah. uh, hustles. But my mind just wasn't there yet. We was focused on a whole bunch of other shit. So what I'm saying is any college kids that are listening, you know, y'all have like a four-year buffer. That's why I always tell kids, I never just, I'm never going to discourage a person to get their education. I'm never going to discourage somebody to go to college either. If it's not for you, it's not for you. If you want to go to school, do it. Make it happen. Because at least, if nothing else, you buy yourself four solid years of being around like-minded folks. And not saying that think the same, well, but you're being around the people. resources. Say there are resources, but you're around people that are trying to progress. The average college student is not there just to be there. They're there trying to progress right. in some way or some shape or some form. So while you're there for the four years, the biggest thing I learned what to do, that big ass N-word, network. You meet people, oh, you do this? Nigga. Oh, that's you. You, 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 you know how Nothing. to do this? Right. <laughs> that, that's, that's also a fact, too. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Bringing your resource together, the people that you meet to put something together, get, get shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you got group projects, that's all we fucking did. Yeah. Oh, you know how to type good? Oh, you good at PowerPoint? Oh, you good on Excel? Bet. Take this, take this, this, and let's put a project together. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you in school? If you have a hustle that you're working on, 
Use your, utilize your resources. There's probably plenty of fucking resources around you, but use them four years wisely to get your shit off too, so you don't got to be out here at you know thirty five years old saying, yeah. wondering where life went by. And that's that that's that holds true for me because I didn't see I didn't see the the long term vision. You know, I always wanted to do something. It, it didn't even have to be podcasting, but I knew I always wanted to create uh, a certain level of impact. You know, that impacted a. a large number of people even in high school i did uh we had a little like tv show that would show in the mornings in our homerooms and i, I did that for like a semester just yeah. to try to because i was like yo i need people need to hear me talk like i i love telling stories and different things like that mm-hmm. and i didn't even know for for anything about podcasting until like i got to college and i was like man i don't really want to do that niggas, yeah <laughs> but then like you talk about networking you know uh a couple of my homeboys they're the executive producers for logic you know, Logic was in the dorm room with them, you know, rapping. Why they were making beats when this nigga wasn't, you know, he used to be out on uh, Mikel DeMaul just uh, basically pulling up on niggas rapping and shit. Now, you know, he's hella he's, famous, right, millionaire, right, right. you know, out there in California living the dream. So it's like that networking piece is so major because now, you know, looking for people to come on to the podcast or to help us out with the PNB Presents events and to collab with, like, you know, why not? You know, mm-hmm. n- now we're trying to, you know, network and do all that stuff. That four-year buffer is serious. The other thing is put your shit, put your hustle on your resume. Oh, that's, oh, bro. Make people Sorry. respect it. So real shit, I actually, I had a, um, I had a recruiter reach out to me about a social media yeah. analyst position. And the reason why is because I had actually added PNB Presents to my resume. Yeah. And I added, and I, I, you know, I'm all about numbers. So I added hella metrics. Yeah. Oh, can you give me that? I got you. Added all, like, the metrics. Like, That's so, I'm glad y'all brought that, that up yeah. because remember the job title that I said I wanted earlier? Mm-hmm. I've been trying, it's like, I know I got shit to add to the fact that yeah. I've started that, right? My homeboy Celebrity Weekend, I organized the celebrity aspect of it you know what I mean and it's like how do I create how do I make people know that like oh no I like I I've been doing this shit Mm -hmm. I just never realized it was a thing until I and until I realized it like I really like doing it and I really want so definitely send me that because I I need to I need to figure out how to formulate my creative resume Mm -hmm. I put that shit right at the top so I have two resumes I have my professional one for my regular shit but then I have like the creative uh, one I have like a creative one where I added you know all the events like I said numbers attendees metrics social media oh yeah all of that because what's yours is mine (laughs) (laughs) I got you I've added all of that into a separate resume like I said I spoke to a recruiter about it and she was, and it's funny because she had called me on the phone and we were talking about a completely different position. And we talked about this one as well. And she was looking at both of my resumes. She was like, how, do you, how did you find time to do all this? And I was like, well, at one, I have a team. Yeah. And two, like. That's important as well. One, I have a team. And two, you know, like it's, it's a passion of mine. So it's easy to do, right? Like it's easy mm-hmm. to like sit up here and rap and just chop it up. Yeah. The hard part like comes afterwards, like pushing it and all that. Yeah. Stuff. But at the end of the day, like the actual production of it is very, very easy. Like, so, and it just continues to grow. Like I told her, you know, we started this date and things just continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So when you look back and you're putting your resume together and you look back at two years worth of work and it's like, shit, nigga, we got fucking 25,000. I was doing you know shit outside like, of yeah. this work shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You look back and it's like, damn, I didn't realize you know, while I'm working my job, I'm also accomplishing all yeah. this other stuff on the right hand. So I need to be like, I need to like uh, make that known. So I put it on my yeah. resume and 
yeah, you got you got a stamp on a, on the resume on the resume to make it official. Even even to more to that point, you know, I've had several people. I had a conversation last week. Had a young lady text me two days ago asking. How did yeah, you start a podcast? Me. Yeah, she's like, no. <laughs> she, 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 she was I like, ain't nobody texting me. But no, no, like, like legit. So many people just have questions about like, how do you start a podcast? Mm-hmm. What equipment did you use? You know, what what type of things do you do you talk about? Like, how do you come up with your topics? How do you organize? They don't I, need a podcast then. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I'm sitting there. No, no, that that's a whole other conversation because because not every just like we say not everybody needs to be a rapper. Not everybody needs. You know what I mean? Not, not everybody needs a platform. I'm just saying if you don't know to where to start from like topics, you gotta at least know. <laughs> Like yeah, I want to. I want a podcast because I feel like I could talk about this. Like exactly. we don't even yeah, know what you want to talk about. We don't need hold you. If you get into podcast just because you want to talk, that's a bad fucking that, idea. Because you're gonna get bored with that shit very, yeah, very quickly. Yeah, that's, that's like niggas trying to rap. Like yo, I'm, I just want to be a rap. Yeah, but you I, ain't got no story. You, you, no, you, what am I gonna buy into? No, nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. But it's it's very important to uh damn. I'm forgetting what I'm what I was trying to say. Um. It's very important. Well, people have been reaching out to me, and, and that's the thing. Like, like bad, witnessing sorry. and seeing that that growth. Yeah. You know, I I was just saying what three months ago. I was like, "Yo, do you think we can get to twenty thousand listens mm. total by the end of this year?" Here, it, here it is. We it's, well, it's about to be October. We're at nineteen thousand. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like now. It's like shit. Well, we got what October, November, December. Can we push twenty five thousand? You know, and I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, damn, niggas is really listening to us. But the good thing about it is, is that they aren't only listening to the new episodes. I still got people hit me up on, and sometimes I forget to even check the Instagram messages. They'll hit us up on the podcast uh, platform and on some old shit like, yo, you talking about eating ass or you talking about uh, hand soap or head soap? And I'm like, bro. You know, it's funny, my man, I was talking to one of my boys the other day. He was over in, um, fuck, where he was just at? He was in, uh, God damn, he was in uh, Dublin, Ireland. He was in Germany, and he was in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yo, I'm on episode like sixty something." He was like, "I was like, yo, that's funny because like he was just telling me how far he was in behind." He was like, "Nah, I'm going." I was like, "Man, just skip to the new joke." He was like, "Nah, nigga, like this is how I listen. Like I'll go on like a week where I'm like listening to like ten episodes, and then next week I'll continue." So like he had hit me up the other day while he was like running, and he was like, "Bro, I had to stop because I'm dying laughing." He was telling me about some shit that we had said like way long ago, so I'm laughing like, "Ha ha ha!" I'm like, oh, "Shit, nigga, I don't even remember this laugh." But it was just funny and just dope to know that like he. He may not listen like every week when they drop, yeah. but when he catches up and he might be at like episode 60 something right now, or you know, what we at say 71, he might be in the 60s, but he's still listening through. That's you know what thing, I mean? Yeah. Like people will go back and, and check that out. And that's the out. important thing too for for anybody. Most of the time when people are, are looking to like sponsor us or invest in us, they they immediately go to, well, how many listens do you get in a week? And I always tell them, I'm like, well, it depends, you know, nigga. Yeah, sure. even 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 as an artist, as a rapper, a podcast, or whatever. Your your quality of work can build over time. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your first week may not be good, but your second week may take off because the first ten thousand that listened to your shit was like, yo, this shit is good. Right, Let me, right. you know, and, and that word of mouth really works. I think that's what's been helping us a lot. Cause, you know, just starting off, niggas ain't know us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now we're up to consistently getting hundreds of listens a week. And it's like, damn, like, and it's growing and it continually grows. And just to see that growth. Now I'm like, yo, I, 
that's why I have to put it on my resume to stamp it as official. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I talk about it at all my trainings. People always ask me, you know, two truths and a lie. You know, what do you do? And I always bring up the podcast, and they're like, "Yo, you, you do a po- when do you find the time outside of work? <laughs> we all work like sixty hours." I was like, "Well, yeah, but you know, we I also get to work in out, outside of here. You know, right. just just doing what I do. Right. That's right. And, you know, I'm always you know on U Street too. So you, know, you catch <laughs> you me find out there. Time, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you got time. Or, or I was enjoyable, man. What's up? What are we talking about next, man? Let's keep it going. Oh, what we got? What we got? Oh, oh, the question I asked y'all um, at the beginning, uh, um, well, before the episode dropped, yo, what, who's the funniest comedian you've seen in person? In person? All right, well, yeah. let me start the backstory. All right. I know we both, we've been talking about this nigga, Desi. Oh, yeah. Desi's the funniest nigga on Instagram. Yeah. Point blank, period. I him, am Desi Banks him on and, IG. Yeah, him and Pale, they're the two funniest <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. But in person, man, I, I was saying, man, I seen I I probably seen all the legends in real life. I seen Chappelle, fucking. Oh, you saw Chappelle? Yeah, I seen oh, Chappelle. Shit. I saw him when he was here for the uh, not for the joint that he recorded, but the one before that. The Netflix joint. It was one of the Netflix okay, joints. Yeah, okay, one of the Netflix yeah. joints. Um, I seen of course seen Martin in real life. Seen damn all the niggas I done seen, but the funniest one that I've seen in person that probably had me in complete tears. To be honest with you, Ryan Davis, bro. Really? Ryan Davis is fucking, he's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I, I really enjoy his stand-up. I've seen him, I think, twice now. And his, like, Instagram videos are completely different than, like, his actual comedy. Like, yeah. he's a hilarious. Chappelle is good, too. I enjoyed the Chappelle show when I seen him. Um, but right now, my favorite comedian stand-up is, is definitely Ryan Davis, for sure. Mm. Yeah. My, my, did you want to go, Bree? No, I don't really have one. My, I uh, think I'm funny as shit. <laughs> oh, it's you? <laughs> yeah. I got to put you up on stage next time. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, I feel it's like a whole... Oh, speaking of... Not to cut you off. Good. My man Marcus. My man Marcus Jackson. He's one of our biggest, biggest, biggest supporters. He used to do... So we went to school together. He used to do stand-up in college. He took right. a break now. He got a, He's a family man. He got two kids, two sons now. Okay. He just gave birth to a second son within like the last couple of months. His wife just gave birth. His wife just gave birth. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. His wife was definitely the one. <laughs> His wife gave birth. But I, I'm segueing to say that this Friday... He's going to be opening up for a podcast. Um, he's going to be doing stand-up for the first time in, like, years. Oh, wait. So, he's, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta get a ticket. I told him I'll be there. He's going to be at the Torpedo he's Factory scared. in um, Alexandria, Old Town. Okay. Is he scared? Yeah. Nah, I think he's ready, man. So, he did. That uh, mean he's not scared? <laughs> well, I'm saying, yeah, he he definitely nervous, he for sure, yeah. for sure. You know my man, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he did a... A, he pulled up to an open mic night not that long ago just to test out some of the material. Okay. And what's really cool about, like, I like the way he's been using it. Instagram now, because before he wasn't a social media nigga. Yeah. But now he's been using it. He's been, like, really critiquing himself. So, like, when he did the open mic, he was like, man, he was like, all right, I ain't gonna lie. Out of them 10 jokes, about, like, eight of them hit. He was like, the two that I thought wasn't gonna hit, they did hit. And he was like, the two that didn't hit, I swore he was gonna hit. He was like, but I know they're funny because I used them before. Like he's like talking through his stories about yeah. like his shit. So he did another joint, and I totally sent me the information. He was like, nah, I ain't telling nobody. Like I'm just gonna pull up and I'm just gonna do it. I just want me in the crowd. What he said was cool. Was the second one he did? It was in front of all comedians, and he was like, when you think about it, it's just like when you go to like practice, right? Like your tryout for a team. Yeah, all niggas is like, yo, this nigga not nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he said it was one of them, but he was like, you know, the jokes that made the comedians laugh. He's like, I know them shits is gonna hit. Like if I can make these niggas that's trying like take my come from my neck yeah. laugh. So I'm really excited on uh, for Friday. I wish I was able to talk. I completely forgot about it before, but. 
Oh, I'll make sure that I post a link in my uh, my Instagram story. So yeah, we definitely gonna check them out on Friday and, and support my boy. What, what date is that? Friday's the fourth. Fourth, yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, cool. I cool. know because that's when I gotta go get my lashes done. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, in person, man. Yeah, Ryan Davis is, is definitely my favorite. I, I'm never gonna miss a Ryan Davis show. A uh, Desi Banks is gonna be in DC coming up soon though, so I definitely uh, November twenty fourth. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Going with, you going? Yeah, I gotta go. I, I was just telling Bree about it. She said she's gonna pull up. Oh, but yeah, we in there. Yeah, I didn't say that. It, did you not? Like, no, you you definitely did just say that. Okay. Right. Who your uh, who your favorite comedian? My favorite comedian that I've seen in person is no none other than Arnez J. So Arnez, oh, I see Arnez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yo Arnez J. <laughs> none other than Ar- that nigga is funny, but like he's just. He's on a whole different level of stupid, like, like not, not like him being dumb, but like just the way he acts on stage. I was at his, uh, his show when he came to DC Improv, probably like two, two years ago, two or three years ago. And this man literally was going through his routine and he forgot what he was going to say. So like you, and you can tell, like I, I could tell, right? Mm-hmm. So he was, he was going through his jokes. And then, you know, he had a little, he had pauses here and there. You know, he's a professional. But I knew he he forgot what he was going to say. And I made the mistake of sitting my ass in the front row. Oh, you got roast. Oh, Man, he started. Please tell me he saw your feet. Oh. Nah, like, nah, nah. He started, he started going down the row. It was cooking. <laughs> cooking, cooking. bro. But he didn't cook me the worst. It was this lady. <laughs> he didn't cook me. Most importantly. <laughs> he didn't cook me the worst. But there was this lady next to him. Like, I mean, there was this lady next to me. And he was cooking her weed, bro. Damn. Like, I mean, like, it wasn't, it was funny, mm. but it wasn't funny. Like. It was that bad. Yeah. Like, like if it wasn't him saying it, yeah. then, like, nobody would be laughing. But the the <laughs> fact that he was cooking her, bro, I was in tears. Like, That's like real tears. And then he, he went back into his routine. Right. But, like, like, just. He was so charismatic. Like, the nigga, yo, he was hilarious. That's, that's yeah, he, and he was a real cool dude, you, too. You know who's real funny? That I didn't even know he was a comedian, and I'm I'm drawing a blank for his name. What's the nigga he got? He a, he, a radio, he got a radio show that comes on on, like... Tom, not Tom, joining that. Ricky Smile? Rick, yo, Ricky did, I didn't know Ricky Smile yeah. was a comedian. So I saw him. Oh, shit. I went to, like, a comedy, like, jam, and he was on the list. You know who was also, also on there? Uh, Tony Rock. Chris Rock, yeah, 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 yeah. that nigga's hilarious. Tony Rock, yes, he's super funny. But uh, you know, he got another buddy that that does comedy too, like the youngest brother, and we seen him too. He's I pretty, ain't never. Yeah, he's pretty what's funny. His name? It's like something rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> Michael Rock or some shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, Ricky Smiley's hilarious, bro. Hilarious. If you ever get a chance, the opportunity to see, I can't his stand, stand his voice on the radio. But that nigga's hilarious, bro. Word, word, and word. then um, so the worst time I see somebody get fried. We went to the 85 South show mm-hmm. with uh, you know, Chico and mm-hmm. DC Young Fly. The, one of the waiters at one of the servers at DC, at DC Improv, bro, his hairline was leaning, my nigga. <laughs> leaning something vicious. <laughs> so they made it an opportunity where uh, all he had to do was step in the room. So, and they literally stopped the show to cook his ass. And, you know, he, he had, like, the tables to the front, like, by the stage. So they just roasted his ass from the time he steps into that back door all the Come way on, down, son. son. It was brutal. Like it was to the point where niggas was like, "All right, yo, y'all gotta, y'all gotta chill." Got chill. Yeah, so that, shit, <laughs> that shit. It was bad. It was bad. But the worst. How about, who's the? You ever went to a show and had a terrible time? So I went to another show at DC Improv, and I can't remember. It was it was a it was a duo. Like they were mm. they they went back to back, but they were like. Like the, the brothers, yeah, oh, okay. it was like something in the brothers, 
And they were terrible, man. Mm. Like they were, it was actually two Hispanic guys. Okay, okay. And I, I literally don't remember what they were saying because I stopped listening. <laughs> like you know, I, it, it it literally just became like a date at a restaurant. Right. Okay. Because yeah, you might as well have a conversation. With yeah, none of their jokes was hitting, and it wasn't just me. Like it was the entire audience. Like I, I know, I felt bad for them because I knew, like, you know, when you're on stage and people aren't like looking at you. Mm. That's when you know you aren't captivating them. Like, that's how it was. And there was nobody laughing. They, were, they would say jokes and, like, they would stop because they would think, like, people, this is the joke. And, it, you know, this is the, the cliffhanger. And they thought they were going to capture them. Hitting. Nothing was hitting, bro. Damn. And I was just like, all right, uh, next. But that was also at the time when uh, Samore was, was uh, coming to DC. And she is... Funny. She, she is. is funny. She She's is hilarious. Funny she is so she hosted the joke I was talking about. Only, I think she's probably the only comedian I actually seen in person. That's real, real. Yeah. She's gonna be at DC. She's gonna be at DC Improv soon. Probably. Like because like, they, they usually book the same. Like D Ray always comes to DC Improv like the same time of the year. Like they usually book the same artists around the same time. Right. But some more she hosted the joint I was telling you about that Ricky Smiley was on and Chris Rock, little brother, and all that right. was on. Yeah, she so in between the set, she was like doing her things, and she was hilarious. But for me, the worst, I, worst comedian I've ever seen in my life is y'all. Is y'all uh, Queen Monique? Nah, who the fuck? Just, Just hilarious. hilarious. Oh nah, bruh, <laughs> <laughs> bruh. <laughs> the absolute worst, bro. Come on, like the abs- like Why? Why? she forgot, like she forgot all her shit. Like all she literally did was say, like, "Yo, I'm high shit. I forgot everything." So she's up there like trying freestyle jokes, or like she would repeat the same joke. It was terrible. Like same situation. Niggas is at the table just trying like get their little two minimums and get the fuck out of there. That shit was bad, bro. But what you gotta one thing about that is because I heard the same thing happened. Um... To uh, Tiffany Haddish when mm. she was in like she had a show in like Florida or Miami or something like that and people yeah. was like booing her or whatever. What oh, you she gotta... got like too drunk or something? Yeah, or something yeah. Shit. No, she started drinking after she was getting booed. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. So like, what you gotta remember is some of these people, like for example, Tiffany Haddish, she didn't get her big break based off of stand up. She got her break off of a scripted movie mm-hmm. that she executed her role. You know what I mean? And then tried to, and then, you know, jump to stand up. So she didn't kind of build that, that like knowledge of like what to do when you forget yeah. your line. But she started in stand up though. That's the crazy part. Like she started, but she didn't get she her big blow. break yeah, yeah, yeah. in stand up. You know and, what I mean? And it goes for like these niggas on Instagram. Like just cause you and can do them And that's my point. Just because you do them skits, or you can fry people. You can cut that shit. You yeah. can edit it. You mm-hmm. can do it over and over. You can send a video to your friends and see how they feel about it. That stand-up shit is a whole different ball Absolutely. game. Absolutely. It's a different beast. Like, just because you get up there and you can do the little... I ain't that fucking funny. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> stand-up yeah. comedy, to me, probably has to be, like, the hardest art form because you, you're you literally controlling the crowd, and it's in person. Like, okay. if you're, like, a art, like an artist... Like, you could drop your album and you could get the fuck away. Like, I'm not right. in your car listening with you and you critiquing it with me. Whereas, uh, if I'm a stand-up comic, I'm literally on stage facing, like, my biggest fears, right. facing my fans or whatever. And y'all niggas is giving me live feedback if I'm hitting or right. if I'm not. Yeah, but I mean, but being on stage is different, man. Because when you try to tell them jokes, uh, if, if it was me, you know, I hate to say it, 
Kevin Hart has it the easiest because he can always make fun of himself. So that's so he just gets into his, his little character bag. That's and, it. Yeah. That's it. Like I would I would literally if I was a comedian I would literally just start making fun of my feet. I can talk about myself all day. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, like I'll just tell all the jokes that people t- you know right. make make you about me. You got a rabbit that shit yeah. from eight miles. Because I'll be like, yo, yeah, you know what, yeah. yo, niggas really do be out here making fun of my size thirteens, like. Like why? Like niggas called me yacht feet, boat feet. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yacht feet. That's fancy. I, I, I fuck with that. <laughs> so that's not fancy, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like, like niggas in high school used to be like, "Yo, you skin?" Like, I'm like, like yacht "Come feet. on, bro!" Like, <laughs> like it's not even funny at that point. That's like, funny, but yeah. So you know who also trashed a person? Michael oh. Blackston, dog. For real? I can see that because really I seen like that nigga funny. on TV. He, son, he was I feel hilarious. Like he need other people' energy to play off. So all he do is the accent. It's no joke. It's right. literally exactly. no jokes. It's just <laughs> what I like. It just him so frying people in the audience. Son, it's like dog. Like a nigga from the block could have came up and did this shit. <laughs> like this nigga's up there frying people in a fake African accent. And he, he calling a stand up. He's African, all right. He ain't African for real. Nigga from Philly. <laughs> I mean, African, but he but, ain't like, like from the not, not first gen. Son, that yeah. accent is fake as shit. No, that's not how we really talk. His headline fake as shit, too. Nah, that, that, that joy ain't that joy. He regrew it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you seen him. Yeah, that, that, that joint looked like LeBron's headline. Nah, you seen LeBron's headline? Son, I wonder how much that shit cost. Yo, he was on IG the other day talking about, yeah, my barber really got me together. And I'm sitting there looking like, yo. <laughs> he trolling. First, he off, trolling. first off, your shit not even shaped up. He's, he's Second off. He has like hair, hair. Yeah, now nah, like, LeBron shit look look pristine, dog. He got the best of the best to work on his shit over the summer. But he do, I feel like he do that every summer. Yeah, he got and that then, like as the uh, as the season progresses and starts, you got to keep doing thin. it. I don't know. Uh, that shit like LASIK. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know like how natural it is. Right. I, I just don't know what yeah, type of treatment all, or whatever. All I know this summer, whatever he did. That's, that hairline looking good, yo. That that his hairline look like Paul George shit. Yeah. Yes, nigga, mm-hmm. as a bald nigga, I'm absolutely proud of him because I wish I could get my shit back. I was at, uh, we was <laughs> we was out eating the other day and I see this old nigga, like this old nigga, he had like the gray beard, that gray hair, full of hair. Hairline crisp, dog. Like in the same spot it was where he was born. And I'm sitting across, <laughs> I'm sitting across from him. And I'm like jealous as shit because I'm like, dog, this nigga's like double my age and this nigga hairline <laughs> look so good and I ain't got no one. You, you know think it was real? Yeah, nah, his shit, his shit was real. Oh, okay. His shit was real. Nah, I think shit was crispy. His shit was crispy. Damn, I can't even tell no more, man. Is shit going? Shit. I, I don't know. I can't, like, my, my shit, I get shaped up, but my, I'll, I've always had a big I was about to say, now, you like, your hairline not going, you just got you just got a box head. Yeah, 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 I got the... I got it's the, a difference. Like, your shit not going. It's, it's just a head shape. Yeah, my head shit, big, yeah. big shit. Don't be that nigga that shit going and try to hold on to it, though. I mean, if I get the money, man, I'm gonna put my Deion Sanders, bro. I had a whole, had a whole. <laughs> Deion, shit come back. Deion, shit, Deion. Oh, he did grow his joint back. No, no, he didn't grow his shit back. That nigga was bald. Yeah, and, and they pasted that shit on. You know who hairline looked crazy when he grow his shit out? Jada Kiss. I don't think I ever seen his. Hair. You never I don't see think I've never seen Jada. Keep Kiss. talking. I got you. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I honestly don't think I want to see his hair. No, I got out. you. Don't even worry about it. So, so you know. You know, a quick transition. You know, Snow Allegra. I mean, I I, I think y'all brought her up as a uh, vibe of the day one time, and I know both of y'all listened to it. Snow Snow Allegra is uh doing a U.S. tour. She's coming to D.C. in November, I believe, around the same time, November twenty seventh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
have y'all listened to her lately? Like, what what are some of her uh, the album? Her the, yeah, the, uh, give me the feels or whatever. Because people, yeah. yeah, the whole album's fire. But we got, yeah, we got a lot of good um, artists coming through. Um, I always mess her name up, but I love her music. She has a song that actually played for the vibe of the day called "If You Let Me." I'm gonna try to say her name, Sinead Harnett. She's from the UK. Okay. Um, she's. I a, know what song that is. Yeah, she's gonna be at DC. Um, not DC. She's gonna be at U Street Music Hall in November as well. Okay. Um, no, no, I, I don't listen to Snow Legger too often. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard a couple of songs here and there. Is she on the same level as like an Adele? Nah, uh, uh-uh, nah, nah. Okay. She's way more vibey. Okay, way more vibey. Nah, nah, nah. She's like, if you if you like into like the UK like R and B scene, like they kind of like all kind of got like that same sound. I don't right. even know where the hell she's from, but she makes music like that. It's not like super singy, but it's just like feel good, like vibey type music. Kind of like a, I would put her like. I would put that type of genre like in the same box as uh, what's old girl from Cali that you could just vibe out to. Are you talking about? Um, damn, I'm 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 blanking on her name. I'm blanking on the shorty. You know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, she yeah, made yeah. that vibey music. Uh, she just used to date Big Sean. Yo, what's her name? Oh, Janae. Janae. Like that, that's not saying that that's the. But the, that's the type of people. Yeah, who, just throwing on, yeah. and it's just like real vibe. I eat me. The chakras that I like. Yeah, yeah, just like feel good, like music. Like that's the type of shit that All she right. make. You know what I mean? But a lot of the UK artists kind of giving you that that vibe right now. Like it, either it's like like R and B house or like just that feel good shit. But um, we get a lot of good stuff coming up. Benny was just here on Tuesday. I Jeez, missed that. I'm blown about yeah. that. But uh, Freddie Gibbs is going to be at the Fillmore. And Benny gonna be with him. It's gonna. I think Benny Westside and uh, Conway on that bill. So the whole GSXR, okay, gonna be at be with him. So yeah, Freddie headline that joint. Freddie got that that uh, Paul Marlow. So yeah, yeah. No, we get. That's one thing I would say about this area, man. One, we get all the artists, and two, yeah. during the fall we get a lot of good shows, man. I probably been to some of the best shows in my life during the fall here. Well, the good thing about the fall is too that it gets darker earlier. I was just realizing that when I was driving here, it was like nigga, six, six o'clock is dark, bro. Nigga, it was six o'clock and it was dark, and I'm just like, shit, it, it's it's fall, yeah. like it's fall, yeah. fall. But that does mean that traffic is a little bit better because niggas be getting off early. That's a fact. So I be strolling in late, so I'm good with that shit. But yeah, now definitely stay tuned, man. We got a lot of good concerts coming up. I'm definitely so, looking forward. So to what it. what what artists what artists do you want to see? What singer do mm-hmm. you want to see drop new music? Soon. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean? Why yeah. you say that? I love Frank. Who doesn't love Don't don't just say I love Frank Ocean. Why why you want Frank why why did you say Frank Ocean like off top like that? Like Because I love his music and word. he don't he, he's known for not putting no shit out. Oh, all right. Mm. Frank so you saying Frank Ocean don't miss? I no. like the last shit. I, d- I thought I didn't like the last shit. And then it's been a minute since I revisited it. I yeah, I it like I probably took like two years off from mm-hmm. it. And then um, a song had came up, and I was like, "What Frank Ocean song is this?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This from Channel." I mean, this from yeah, Pink. Um, Pink, and I and then I pulled it up again. And I was, was like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." Shit for me. Um, I got a few. Uh, one Rihanna. You already know I'm driving <laughs> oh, that yeah. boat. I'm driving that boat, and I'm ready. I'm, <laughs> the captain is here, <laughs> and I'm ready because I'm standing like shit. You know how they got the beehive and they be going crazy when Rihanna album yeah. come out. I'm going crazy. The, the, the Rihanna Navy. Yes, I'm going crazy Re- when Re- that Navy. shit come out. Absolutely. I, what do you mean by going crazy, bro? Yeah, I'm all the reposting, 
All no, of that. Right, right. I'm tweeting that shit every yeah, hour. I don't, I don't want you out here dressing like Rihanna. Nah, I ain't going to. But don't buy no Fendi. But like I said the other day on Instagram, like when I said Meg say twerk, I would twerk. <laughs> yo, I want to see you. Yo. <laughs> and Rihanna say, you know what I mean? I'm going to do what I got to do. Don't put that shit on IG, bro. <laughs> but uh, of course, um, also Party Next Door. You know, he's another one of my favorite artists. We have not had any good new party music in a very long time. Yeah, I, I, I'll go. I'll attest to that. Music. Yeah, because he's been working on Rihanna shit. You know what I'm saying? I can just make that safe assumption. And, uh, and probably The Dream. Those would be my three right the, there. The dream just dropped that Menage Twelve, man. I that, mean, nah, that, son, that's been a minute, bro. It's been almost a year. Yeah, but that shit's still not, man. I need, I need part two. That was only part one, nigga. That was three. That oh, was, that was part three. I'm sorry, but he said he had three more coming. Word. Yeah, he he said he had like three, four, and five, three, well, four, five, and six coming, something like that. Jesus. Yeah, so I'm ready. Yo, for I, that. I still, I still run the the three part. And, and as you you know, the goat, the goat about to drop another album. Who, oh, Chris? Yeah, Breezy got oh, another. Uh, he got another joint coming. You got tired of this nigga yet? No. <laughs> no, nah, that's 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 the goat. He got um, he putting out an extended clip uh joint for Indigo. So I think it's like another ten more. Ain't Indigo that the album that already gave y'all niggas like ninety seven tracks. Yeah, he got ten more coming. Oh God. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of that, the concert was fucking phenomenal. Uh, my baby took me for my birthday, and best believe I sang and danced all fucking night. We had an amazing time, dog. He brought a uh, Devito out, which was real cool. It was very unexpected. Chris Brown think he a capper. And so I, he was up that joint. He was up that joint legit. That. Uh, what's that shit? Stroll, scroll, strolling? Strolling? Yeah, strolling? He was strolling on stage That's, to uh, yo, the yo, gun shit. I watched the whole music video because my man posted on IG and I was like, yo, let me watch this Heat music video. Yeah. And this nigga legit did a whole stroll, bro. Nah, they, they was doing it on stage. So. Everything was fucking <laughs> Kane. Everything was fucking That shit looked like a straight probate, bro. He, <laughs> yeah, brought, like, out, he like, brought out 100 niggas and he was doing <laughs> dancing and shit. I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck? Yeah, it was cool, though. I, I definitely enjoyed the show thoroughly. Thoroughly enjoyed the show. But if he gave us 10 more, that's good. But those are my three. If um, I was to say a singer, I would say The Weeknd. And Xavier Omar. Xavier, Xavier Omar. Omar and break us off of that. Oh yeah, 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 that's that's your man. That's my guy, yeah. yeah, from DC, right? He's from uh, Silver Spring or something like that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like Xavier too. Yeah. I say yeah, I, I I go with the weekend, man. I, I got I first got which is kind of trash. I first got hip to him. We um, won't be depressed and shit. Nah, see, here's the thing, man. It, it's so his sound is good. I don't necessarily like listen to him for his words, gotcha. but like literally, I can put him on in the car. And just, just vibe out. Not even listening to what he's like. I don't listen Ooh. to the verses. The, the weekend. The weekend. Uh. I don't care about his verses. But when he's harmonizing over the beat okay. and like you know hitting oh, his notes here and there, like that's what like, I'm saying. That's word. That, that nigga music to be depressing to me. But I see what you're saying. That like yeah, I the instrumentation it. of his shit do yeah. go. Like he, yeah. yeah, it do go. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, definitely, definitely the weekend. And for real, for real, uh, Tanache, you know she she posted on uh, social media. She got new music coming? Nah, but she posts on social media that she back. I don't, I don't back. know. Yeah, like, like where did she go? Like, you've been missing yeah. MIA for a while and nobody was checking for you. But, you know, she need to get back out here too on. You know, and she fine. So, yeah, mm. you know what I mean? Okay, okay. She, so, she, she can blow up. It's just like she got to have the right people around her. She got, because she has, like, the cheat code, right? Like, yeah. the light-skinned dancer. <laughs> like, yeah, yo, word. She need to come out with freak shit. Word. Word. That's what she need to do. And, like, and ride I mean, the wave. She, ride, I agree with that. Ride the wave. She was, yeah. was trying. See, here's the thing. She was trying, but she has, like, that 
She got that Cassie chick. Yeah, that that cute girl. She's so innocent, innocent looking. looking. Yeah, yeah. she can't really get. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she also was down bad because of Ben Simmons. That's like, uh, what's old girl named Doja Cat or whatever? Like how she kind of fell off after yeah. that moose shit, but then she came out with that juicy, juicy jump. Yeah, and that shit fire. Like the videos fire. Like the looks that they put her in is fire. Like. Like I didn't even know she was built like that. Word. So like the way they kind of like you know used her like and low key she could kind of spit too. So I see. What, what's the what's the girl who just came up with the video? What was it? Motivation? Uh, Normani? What's the video? Oh, what's the video? Oh, Normani. I know. It. Yeah, she was. She in that came out with group. a fire ass. Yeah, she was, was dancing in the video. rain and shit. Yeah, yeah. like nah. like that. Like Sierra dancing. Like dancing. dancing? Nah, like. Twerking and shit? Yeah, like, like, I mean, she was dancing, but, mm-hmm. like, she was... Normani? Yeah. I'm not hip. I'm not... She from that girl... I can't remember the name I don't listen to her music, but that video was live. Okay. Well, yeah, I gotta get hip. But, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be something good to listen to. Word. Yeah, it's not winter time coming up, man, so that means you gotta get all the good R&B shit, because I'm be at the crib, dog. I ain't going nowhere this winter. Unless it's one of our shits outside of that. Real live, yo. I mean, me shit, y'all, y'all... We got a lot of events coming up, especially in D.C. The thing I like about D.C. is that D.C quite honestly, maybe it's up there as the most lit city in the world. I was I'm, just talking about that with somebody that like, D.C. is one of them cities where people go out every day of the week. Every day. Like, yeah. Every day. Yeah. And every, no matter the season, like people yeah. definitely go, still go outside yep. in the in the wintertime. Right. People definitely still go. It's just in the wintertime, you just got to know what spots to go you gotta to. You got to go directly there. There's going to be no no yeah. dancing around the streets. You got to go directly to where you come yeah. to yeah. for days. You know? And you got you got to know, you know, know what is the fact. event to go hey, to. Because it's thing. not going to be all that bouncing around like, oh, this shit dry. Right, I'm right, going to go right, here. Right. It's like, yeah, you nah, try one and done. Nah, that's real. That's real. That's one thing I will say about my city. Like, it's something to do every fucking day. Every, New York is something to do day. every day. Some yeah. cities, nigga, you might you might get a Friday, but Saturday, you know what I mean? You'll find something where yeah. it's here. You know, no matter what the day is. Every day you get a text from a promoter like, yo, two for five. Tuesdays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, wet, yeah, yeah. wet Wednesdays. Exactly. You know, some shit like that. But now, like, even for us, I mean, we got a lot of events coming up in the fall and winter time, too. Not even trying to capitalize on that, but just... The, the sheer amount of of things we have in store, you know, like we mentioned before in the previous episode, you know, the, the uh, live podcast show coming up in November, November seventeenth. Uh, that's a Sunday for all of y'all. Um, and then, you know, I, I'm not going to announce them now, but we got other events in the fold. You know, once we finalize those details and drop them, pull up. And I always like to to compound things. So you pull up to that one event, I might show you love and, and slide your ticket. <laughs> I might show you love and slide your ticket to the live hey. show. Yeah, you know, this, I, this nigga be giving some tickets away, boy. Hey man, look, look, this nigga I, gonna find a way to get you look, slide somebody. Hey, ticket. look, like I, I said, don't be, don't be in my DMs for shit. Don't ask <laughs> me for nothing. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me for nothing because you. We talked about it last week. They turned into oh, he tried to talk to me, bitch. You asked me for a ticket. Word, and that's word. That, yo, and nah. that, that's another thing. Like I, I really do genuinely be trying to look out for people because I know a lot of people yeah. got a lot of stuff that's going on. Fact, like even my man's in Baltimore, uh, Fonz, he has a clothing line now until forever. It's fun spelled backwards, right? Um, and I'll, I'll make sure I oh. tell him to listen to this podcast so he can, so he knows that I shouted him out. But you know, he's been asking me, yo, let's let's link, let's collab, let's do something. And I, I just haven't been able to get up with him because of our schedules or whatever. But even that, like knowing that there's so many dope people around us, I look for those people and I want to want them to come to our events because when they come to our events, then I can introduce you. I'm putting you around like-minded people. You know, just like I was telling you stories about my brother and other people, like they find business at our events. They meet new people at our mm-hmm. events. And then also, shit, at the end of the day, every event that I go to, we went to R&B only. 
shit, I I seen people at R and B only that came to our shit. shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You know, just just make sure when you go, you like you said, the big word is network, and then. After that shit, you know, I'll slide your ticket. I'll look out for you if you look out for me, man. Word. That's it. That's a fact. I might be going on tour next year. You never know. I'm 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 trying to blow this shit up for real, for real. That's a fact. Shit, I don't got nothing left for y'all niggas, man. Let's get up out of here. Um one last shout out, shout out to the Africanist podcast, man. Just stay tuned. All that. That's how we that's how you gonna end it? That's it. Y'all got PMBs beats for the week? Yo, the Redskins need to go. I used to be a football fan, never heard of uh, Nah, yo, hold on, my bad. The Maryland Turpins got washed. I heard. But that was that was that was your homecoming game too. Nah, no, nah, it wasn't uh, a homecoming game, but it was the biggest game of the year for us versus our rival Penn State. They came into College Park and washed these niggas fifty nine to nothing. That's nasty. Damn, 50, that's nasty. Fifty nine to nothing, that's my nasty. nigga. These niggas. <laughs> that's nasty. Yo, to see it. Fifty. It's over. That's, that's it. crazy. That's all I need. What's this training camp start uh, tomorrow? The first. Yeah. Um. A lot going on, a lot of injuries, but you know, I ain't gonna be down in the dumps about my my home team, man. Sure, let me know if you want to go to the preseason games because I, I I mean I ain't here next week. They doing it? At, uh, they're gonna be at, at Saint Elizabeth or they're gonna be at Capital One. I think they're gonna be. At, they, they should be at Capital One. Okay, because okay. they, they got a game versus uh, the Knicks here. Oh, you ain't gonna be. Oh, you ain't gonna be all. I ain't gonna be. Oh here. yeah, now nah, let me know them for, days. Yeah, yeah for, let me know them I days. I think it's like, the seventh okay. and the eleventh. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna be here for the seventh. I ain't, I ain't gonna be here for Wokens, but they play the Knicks and then they play some foreign team. Oh, they play the Chinese team again? I think so. Chinese team? Yeah, yeah, and then they go like to the, the Knicks. Like the fucking fire, it's like the Shanghai, Tiger, Shanghai yeah, Fire Tigers. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something that was racist as shit. Nah, nah, <laughs> they about to nah, but that's no, what it is. what I said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll take that well, out. Wild shit. <laughs> Y'all got any PMVs, man? Let's get out of here. Nah? Y'all no. good? You ain't got no PMV? Mm-hmm. You got one? Yeah, no, I already said Part it. in my busyness. That's all I got. Word. Yeah, listen, enough so dollar. I do. I got the vibe week. I'm jumping out there, man. So it was a new uh, artist that I discovered. But listen, I've stumbled on his Instagram just clicking through some shit. Somebody made like a comedy video. Clicked on a comedian dude video. I saw he made like a, a video saying, oh, shout out to my man. He just dropped this video. I'm looking at the video. I'm like, oh, yeah, that shit look like a vibe. They like, it's like a bunch of pretty girls. It's like him. Um, he actually reminds me of this Panamanian reggaeton artist named Setch. Clicking through his page, and I'm like, yo, this nigga makes fucking fire music. Come to find out, I was on YouTube. I was trying to find more information about him. I could only find his music. I found one interview, and it was at, um, I think it was University of Maryland. They had, a, like, a radio show. Was it University of Maryland? Or Eastern Shore, maybe? Anyway, some school, they interviewed him on their radio show. Right. So, so as they're talking to him, they ask him where he's, where he's talking about where he's from. He's like, oh, I'm from Montgomery County. I said, wait a minute. This nigga's local. Yeah, did some Googles come to find out he had a show at Songbird he was featured on a show at Songbird right. so I hit up Chad I was like son this nigga music is fucking fire he, I didn't know he was local he responded back like yo his shit is dope he is bet so I shot the nigga a DM today waiting for him to reply back to me but I definitely want to try to get him on the show but with that being said I'm gonna play a song that he has it's called Mimosas and the video wow, for this shit I feel is like so- you built that up and the ending was like very. What? what was I about to say? 
I thought you was gonna be like, yeah, he responded, he coming on I the just, phone. Yeah, yeah. And I just said it today. Like he, he, I felt like the build up. No, was okay, I'll put it there. The nigga, very the nigga, okay, you want me to say the nigga gonna come on the show? The nigga gonna come uh, yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't respond. It doesn't to matter. He's still gonna come on. No, I don't want your manifestation. I want, I want the actual. I want it. Should I say? You want me to check right now to see if the nigga responded? Yeah. He left your shit on red. Don't say that. This is the only way that you can save it. I got a couple DMs. Hold on. Oh yeah, this nigga. <laughs> it's just like funny shit, like shit I be passing around. Nah, he ain't responding back. Oh, yet. okay. Don't worry about back. it. The nigga gonna be on the joint. I ain't, I ain't too concerned. But anyway, he got a bunch of dope fucking music. But this one particular song I'm gonna play is called Mimosas. His name is Late Night Jiggy. I think before he used to go by like Jiggy ADHD, but now it's Late Night Jiggy, all one word. Um, and it's J I G G Y. Check him out. It's called Mimosas. The video's real fun. It's on YouTube and all that good shit, man. Episode 71, man. We out, man. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Soon as you come over, it's over. I'ma lay you down right on my sofa. You drinking me mosas, peligrosa. Yo me voy a dejarte un chin loca. Soon as you come over, it's over. Yo quiero hacerte tantas cosas. You have the mimosas, peligrosa. Así me gusta. Eres sabrosa You love that OJ mixed with champagne Make you feel a vibe you can't explain She fuck with the mimosas Mi linda princesa preciosa Ella una diosa Big up the DJ cause he playing jig Don't really wanna behave, she just wanna live Just wanna live she best life with no worries She got the body of a goddess, Lord have mercy Ella quiere prenderla and dance the tempo She might give you a wine, but just as friends though Hey, you a lucky guy if you touch in zone Cause she usually puts guys up in the friend zone Entonces mami, que lo que está pasando El día entero yo te estaba mirando No tenga miedo, baby, síguelo bailando Es obvio que las mismas están hablando He's pulling up to any spots you gon' be at And have my eyes on you, better believe that You say you love dancing, I wanna see that Catch a wine and catch a vibe, I need to feel that <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Soon as you come over, it's over I'ma lay you down right on my sofa You drinking mimosas, peligrosa Yo me voy a dejarte un chin loca Soon as you come over, it's over Yo quiero hacerte tantas cosas You are the mimosas, peligrosa Así me gusta, eres sabrosa yeah, yeah, yeah. Mami, no te confundas Como tú no hay ninguna Te quiero comer como fruta Te digo la verdad hey, hey, hey. Tell me why you want, tell me why you need You are the mimosas in NFC I'm thinking in no time you'll be with me Bring your body closer, please. I'm trying to get you the slide though. You've been talking, but you never found the time to. When you dance, you know that everybody watch you. But it's alright, it's alright. Alright with you, know exactly what you're doing. I love the way your body get a moving. You the baddest thing in the room. Eh? I got a point and I gotta prove it. So soon as you come over, it's over. I'ma lay you down right on my sofa You drinking mimosas, peligrosa Y yo me voy a dejarte un chin loca Soon as you come over, it's over Y yo quiero hacerte tantas cosas You have the mimosas, peligrosa Así me gusta, eres sabrosa